Seattle's Morning News, and now time for us to tiptoe into history <laughs> with Felix Bunnell, our resident historian. Paul Dorpat celebrated his 85th birthday over the weekend, and Felix caught up with him for a look back at his career as the photographer and writer behind the popular Now and Then newspaper column and books. And uh, you got some life lessons as well, I hear. Yeah, you know, Paul Dorpat is a local treasure. People love that Seattle Times Now and Then column in the Sunday magazine that he began about 40 years ago. It's been online for years, too, of course. Paul did something like 1,800 columns before he handed it off to two successors, Clay Eels and Gene Sherrard. We'll get to Paul's 85th birthday in a moment, but first a little context. You know, if you don't know what now and then is, it shows an old photo of some familiar or maybe an unfamiliar spot and then pairs it with a recent photo taken in a way to match the original photograph as closely as possible. The angle, the spot it was taken from, etc., to kind of give you that really sort of stark contrast between literally then and now, now and then. The technical term is repeat photography. I have this old piece of tape from when I interviewed Paul back in 2011 about why this kind of photo history is so popular with audiences. The study of history gives you a kind of depth to the present. It gives you a feeling of a foundation for the present if you do understand the history of the place you're standing and living. And the photographs just help with that. Gives you and enriches your place in the present. It may also alienate you from the present if you prefer <laughs> the past to the present, which I often do. You know, Paul's got a trip. Do you and Paul ever sing together, Dave? You guys would have made a great little uh, No, we duo. have never sung together. Anyway, so he's a smart guy. You know, he's brilliant, I think. He also has a silly side. Now, it's uh, it's probably too long to go in the full story here. But Paul, I don't know if you remember this. Paul got caught up and was a bit of a co-conspirator in a brilliantly deceptive promotion for Ivers Fish and Chip restaurants back in 2009. Was he behind that? It was yeah. It was about the discovery. Well, he was part of it. I don't know if he was behind the it, but he's definitely an unindicted co-conspirator. Yeah, it was about the discovery of underwater billboards allegedly placed there by Ivor Haglin, the the namesake and owner of the restaurant chain, back in the fifties. But they were fakes, of course. A brilliant campaign. When I interviewed Paul about the controversy a few years later in twenty fifteen, the highlight was a little song he made up on the spot. Backing up Paul's claims then that the billboards actually weren't fakes. He kind of muddled this whole thing up. He said the underwater billboards made sense because there really was submarine traffic down there back in the 50s among the whispering clams. The tickets are taken at the center of the sound, where at the bottom you can hear clams whispering year round. Whispering clams, how happy thy voice, <laughs> making our appetite jump and rejoice. So, okay, so I knew that a story about Paul turning 85 presented some unique challenges and unique rewards, let's hope. Now, he lives in a care facility now. Um, He's got a terrific group of close friends, including those two guys who took over now the Now and Then column back at the end of 2019, Clay Eels and Gene Sherrard. They were Paul's hand-picked successors. They're both talented journalists and historians he's known for decades. And it was Clay and Gene who helped arrange for me to visit with Paul yesterday and to bring my tape recorder along. We had a lot of laughs, of course, but I tried, I really did try to ask some uh, serious questions, too. Is there wisdom that comes with being 85? Um, don't answer certain questions. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Wisdom is to not answer certain questions. Okay. But Paul did talk a lot about the inherent joy in the work of local history. He's not an academic, but he considers himself a public historian or a historian without portfolio. In certain certain circles, the guy's a rock star, not, and not just among history geeks. He's 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 a genuine legend, right? I was inspired by Paul when I was a kid. Um, he's a generalist. He's curious about all aspects of regional history especially when it can be illuminated with now and then photography and the literary quality of his writing that I think goes beyond that kind of um, 
this day in history stuff that I'm not a big fan of. Anyone doing this kind of work stands on his shoulders. And talking about the work and what it means, I mean, that brought out the more serious or at least the more philosophical side of Paul Dorpat. Having all those opportunities to learn more about the community you live in, that's quite nice. You're not going to be able to avoid it. You're going to love it, and you're going to stick with it. And it's always going to be the fascination of following down some some screwy path and and finding more information and uh, writing about it or sharing it or throwing it in a basket or something. It's got great fun. I mentioned that Paul has been friends with Clay Eels and Gene Sherrard for something like 40-plus years, and both Clay and Gene clearly have deep respect for Paul. They feel blessed to now carry the mantle of now and then and also just to get to hang out with someone they clearly just plain adore. Now, uh, Gene Sherrard yesterday said it's always been Paul's generosity to people in groups that set him apart. Clay Eels agreed, and then, well, that was sort of a cue for Paul to kind of run with it. You say yes more than you've ever said no. You embrace, you, you walk through those doors. I think that's a life lesson. Yeah, I Thank think you. it is too. It's a life lesson. It's life lesson. Sing pretty well too, I think. Great. You have not lost a step. These women are swooning outside the door just right now. Oh. Come on in, girls. Come on in. Very silly. Anyway, so there still is a now and then column every week. You know, it's, it posts online Thursdays and it's in the magazine on Sundays. There's always lots of extras and more photos and longer essays at pauldorpat.com. But just a real giant of a guy. And it's always fun to hang out with him. I just want to wish him a big 85th birthday. He's a, he's a local treasure. His columns, and he donated all of his materials to the Seattle Public Library a few years ago. And they're still oh. sorting them out and organizing them. I and just we're so lucky to have a guy like Paul. Not every city or region has a guy like Paul who did all that work for all those yeah. decades. So, And he's still hung on to his falsetto. He's got a great voice. <laughs> that was just totally out of the blue. I, I had to swing the microphone over to capture that life lessons kind of uh, impromptu singing there from Paul Turner. <laughs> Our resident historian, Felix Pinnell, you can find all his features at mynorthwest.com.